0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Late Afternoon Show. I am your host, Tim O'Lari. Thank you so much for listening in. If you guys like this episode and want to check out some future episodes coming up, or just want to be part of the Meaningful Work community, please join us at MrMeaningfulWork.com. MrMeaningfulWork.com has a lot of cool updates, the Meaningful Work matrix, and some other cool stuff. So check us out over there. Today, guys, it's not every day you get to talk to a real life influencer, a mover and a shaker, but we got to connect with Mark Metry. Mark Metry today uh, joined us and he's a TEDx speaker. He's a seasoned podcast host and he's interviewed some of the brightest minds of our day. Um, So I was kind of fanboying out (laughs) talking to Mark, Uh, but check it out. If you like it, leave a comment. Uh, let us know in a review and we will be seeing you. Welcome our guest, Mark Betry in the house. Hey, yo,
1: what's up, man? Yo, my name is Mark, by the way, too. It's not Mike, but I dude, This is literally the best show I've ever been on. I've never oh, been on a, a show me. like this and I love it. And you I love, love every man. I'm so you're making, super, me, you're making me blush.
0: You're making me blush, man. (laughs) Bro, this is, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, go check out Tuxedo. They are on on all platforms. They are the most vibiest, coolest, kind of chillest vibes out there. So I listen to them all the time. It's kind of my theme music, because we want good vibrations on the late afternoon. So we got good vibes this entire time. So Mark, man, thank you how to pronounce your last name. Is it Metri? Mitri? I want to say it right. It's the first
1: one. It's Metry. It's like geometry, but without the geo. Metry. Okay. Metri. Thank
0: you. Mr. Metry. So my man, we are excited to yeah. have you. You have a very big bio. And normally what I try to do, is <laughs> I try to consolidate and package and throw it back out in a nice way. But dude, yours is, you got a website. You got a whole uh, Amazon top 100. You got a whole like, dude, If you were to put, let's just say you're an entrepreneur, right? So you see me, you see this guy, He got this nice little vest on, got this nice little thing. It's like, oh, this guy looks like money. Let me pitch him really quick. 30 second elevator pitch. Tell me who you are and what you're doing, man.
1: So, dude, the best way I found to describe it is every single thing that I do today for a living that people know me for that I get paid for is like literally the opposite of what I wanted to do in my life. And I didn't want anybody to know my name, my story, what I talk about, any of these things. And today I like literally just talk about it. And and, and like that ability today in 2020 is the most beautiful thing, man. And and so, um yeah, I mean, like I, I host a podcast, my business helps people like start podcasts and just like the amount of different leaders and different movers and shakers around the world that, have been able to start podcasts and really build these movements across a wide variety of issues from like healthcare to like human trafficking to big one, mental health. It's amazing, man. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to do that every day, man. And then and thank you for inviting me on your life again.
0: It's it's, you know, you are like a living Testament of the, the blessing that we have in living in this day and age. Like if you look back 20 years, if you look back, even maybe even 15 years, Like you don't have the level of access that you have to the people that you have today from Twitter to Facebook, to podcasts, to Instagram, to medium, to, you know, uh, uh, um, Reddit, you know, like you have all these different ways you can connect to literally anybody. Like you can at president Trump, you can add Joe Biden, you can add Kamala and they might respond like you wouldn't ever even dream, you know, to do that. And what I love about you is that you have, you know, brought that right. So access to some of the brightest minds, um, you know, in the game, and you know. So talk to us Damn a little man. bit about that. About like, you know, how cool. how did you how did you find these folks? How did you connect? How what did that look like for you, man?
1: Well, dude. So I'm so I'm 23 right now, and I remember when I was in high school, in 2008 something, or maybe middle school. I don't even remember. But um, so my parents they came to this country from Egypt. Okay. Okay. And I remember in 2008 2009. Uh, Egypt was going through like a whole like like revolution, yeah. many other Middle Eastern countries yeah. were. And I remember I was talking to my cousin on the phone one day and he tells me, you know, like if you go in the street, there's a lot of things that's like destroyed. There's all, there's all this stuff. But there's a sign that people are putting up like in graffiti. And basically what it was is it was like a blue circle with a white F in the middle for Facebook. And so I remember seeing this in like 2008, 2009, and I'm like, like whoa, whoa hold up a minute here like i guess like this like random social media thing this internet stuff i guess it's not all about you know tic tacs and, and all these like you know co- classic whatever you know jokes and and like these silly purposes but like you know people just like overthrew their government by basically using social media and really just connecting because they have access yeah. and so ever since then man I, i've just like been using the internet ever since when i was like that young i, I would like make websites I'd, I'd make apps i'd do all this kind of stuff and then it's led me to doing today what I do of like what I think is the most important thing of like, you know, for me in my story, like five years ago, I was suicidal. I was depressed. I was obese. I was a successful entrepreneur at a young age. I was making like six figures, but yet I saw my mental health just go down and spiral. And so for me, the most important thing that I got to do every day that is integrated now in my business and helps us is just raising more awareness for mental health and like legitimate strategies and things that people can do on a regular basis that yeah. I never knew growing up and coming from my culture where you, you know, you shouldn't talk about that. Yeah. And so just doing that, man, I've been able to pull in all kinds of different leaders from, you know, billionaires to people like in the government to, to all, up to athletes, to all kinds of brilliant people and, and, and just have honest conversations about mental health. And so if you're, if you're charging with that kind of like a movement and you understand a little bit about how the internet works, like I mm-hmm. kind of began to understand and, and not really understand, but I just began to take it seriously. Yeah. Then you can unlock an entire crazy network of, of people. Like, dude, I'm, I'm 23. I'm, I'm just like some kid and I'm connected with like so many amazing people yes. and totally changed my life, man. And so it's amazing.
0: <laughs> so like my next question to you, man, cause I always want to get as practical as possible, right? It's like, hey, yeah. if we pack if we can 100%. give out some secrets and give out some tidbits to folks because you know, let's you know, 2020 has been like, folks, if you are not taking advantage of building your brand this year, like, bro, like that was like you had the time, you had the like you had the time, that's what it was, and everybody was home, everybody was on the computer, everybody was online, so like that is the biggest thing. So I love what you talked about as far as having a theme, right? You talked about mental health, like you were struggling through something and in that discovery, you kind of like figured out your niche and kind of used that as as your platform. And Sharon is in the chat talking about, yes, mental health is so important. It is so important, especially in this day and age, that, you know, folks are, you know, there's so much digital, there's not as much, you know, uh, one-on-one contact, especially in the pandemic and fires and all that stuff. So it's really, really important. But tell me, give us for folks that are trying to build their brand and they look yeah. at connecting with influencers right they want to connect with folks that they can you know latch on to to kind of get to the next level or bring more eyeballs to what they're doing um, what advice would you give on connect because you connected with some pretty major some pretty major folks what advice would you give to folks that want to connect with um, folks at that level?
1: Yeah. So at the end of the day, first off, you have to understand the reality of human nature. And the truth is, is that when we're all connected to all these devices, especially people who, you know, have a big network, are very influential. You know, if you're some random person that's reaching out to them and you don't have a brand, you have nothing to show for yourself, unless you basically have money, like just being real it's gonna yeah. be you know a little bit more difficult. And so, at the end of the day, you have to find like some legitimate incent- incentive. And I'm not just talking about money. Yeah. Um, but what I'm talking about is like for me, one of the biggest things that I did was I started a podcast, yeah. and that was able to give me some leverage, you know, like same exact thing that you're doing. I mean, yeah. you know in terms of doing this live stream, yeah. because you know people who are out there doing stuff, they're busy, and they want to do things that only contribute to their mission, really. Unless, unless you're like their family or unless you're paying them money. And so the reality is, is that you have to find a way, even if you are like a small fish to help them in some sort of a way. And so, you know, practically, like I said, podcast, the biggest thing too, that I did was I remember in 2017 jumping on LinkedIn and dude, I just took that platform super seriously. I really built it and off the back, off LinkedIn and podcasting, just, Taking both of those platforms seriously yeah. and representing myself, starting to build my brand. Yeah. That is probably like one of the best sort of like combos that I feel like yeah. I found that has completely been able to revolutionize my yeah. network. And so those are like the two biggest things I'd say.
0: I love that. So for folks that are listening, you know, and trying to figure out, yo, how do I build? How do I connect with folks? You know, how do I expand, you know, my thing, what I'm hearing. Um, from somebody who has done it, is you find your thing, right? Mental health, his own personal experience. You know, those are like the the why, right? And then you find the mediums, the platform. So podcasting, finding the platform like LinkedIn, and taking them seriously, really doubling down, learning what you need to learn, going through it, um, and and then you use that um, to to connect with folks. But dude, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it too late? Like we're already in twenty twenty all these LinkedIn influencers that came in 2017 and 2018, they're blowing up podcasting is like like everybody has a, is it too late? Like can folks still like take advantage of these platforms and do stuff? So dude,
1: this is the best way that I think about it. So right now I think the world population is something like seven and a half billion. It's nearing towards 8 billion, somewhere around there. Yeah. And um, when you look at how many people are on the internet, I think there's something like 3.5 billion, 4 billion, maybe like maybe 4.5, I think even less than that, of those people on the internet. And so what you're gonna see basically happen in 2020, 2025, 2030, 2035, 2040, you're gonna see literally billions and billions of more people get on the internet. And the reality is, is that one of the biggest issues that a lot of us can make like before we go into this world, or like when we're starting off. Is that, you know, we think that we have to have our thing totally nailed down. We have to feel like we have to like get like our style totally down. Yeah. And the reality is, is that this is a, re- a very iterative process. And I guarantee you most of the people today who have online followings that are successful, we're yeah. doing that in some way for like minimum, minimum 10 years. Mm. Um, so It takes a while for you to yeah. make your thing. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing is like, you know, we look at people who are like at the top of our industry, you know, like someone, for example, like, um, like, you know, I don't know, Gary Vee, for yeah. example. Yeah. And, you know, within that sort of like influencer, you know, Gary, like the people that listen to Gary Vee, they listen to him because of his personality. They listen to him because of his style. They listen yeah. to him because he's like, he's a load of information. They listen to him for a variety of reasons. But the reality is, is that not everyone vibes with Gary Vee. And the reality is, is that you know, for no for no fault of his own, for, for good or bad reasons, and the same way that someone wouldn't vibe with me or someone yeah. wouldn't vibe with you, yeah. The reality is, is that people are going to be continuously searching for mentors, educators, yeah. And there's 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 still not enough out there. But yeah. if but if you're in this world, it may seem like you're super saturated, and and like this is a this is a this is like an effect. It's called um, I don't know what it's called. It's called like the bubble effect. Uh And it's like if if you are in an industry or if you're studying something and you're like looking at all the details you're researching and you do that for a while, you're then going to start believing that everyone in the world knows what you know. When in reality, if you step outside of your zone, you go to the supermarket and you talk to someone, they're going to be like, what, what are you talking about? Like the grand scheme of all of this social media, LinkedIn, podcasting game. I mean I'm sure the tools will change over time and, and I've yeah. been on them for, for a while. Yeah. Um, and so, I've, and then, so they're always going to evolve. But I think they'll, o- they'll always be there and there will always be room for people at the top. Yeah. And so, and so that's the biggest thing that I'll keep in mind if that
0: makes sense. Oh, dude, that made perfect sense. Elia, what's up? Elia Francis, she is a amazing, amazing contact, uh, LinkedIn coach, counselor out of Canada. Mm-hmm. We had on the show um, a little while ago. Elia, uh, what's up? Thanks for joining us. Sharon, thanks for joining us. And Marie, thanks for joining us. Dean, what's up? Thanks for joining us. Um, dude, what I'm hearing from you, and I love it, is because I am guilty of the same thing. I'm 100% guilty of of i don't think folks are as future focused as they should be right they're kind of judging their success on that's why i asked the question right it's like all right it's 2020 now i don't have a hundred thousand followers or a million likes or all these things based on i just literally just started this year like i just started january of this year like building nice meaningful work thing and but to your point like when you think about trends when you think about the future you start thinking about the uh you know, where people are going to be, what new markets are going to open up, right? What new trends are going to be and how do you position yourself to be prepared to play in that game? Um, That's kind of like where, and Gary V talks about all the time, it's about patience. Like you just grind, 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 do the work. And, you know, so it just takes one piece of content. It takes one podcast. It takes one, you know, picture or whatever it is to translate to somebody it might not even be in our generation. It'd be my, my son. My, my son's four years old. When he's coming into the internet, right, in the next 10 years or whatever, and, you know, the content that's relevant there, um, that might be, you know, where where it takes off and blows up. We just got to be consistent, you know, up yeah. until the time.
1: Yeah, man. And the biggest thing, too, is, like, you know, I personally, like, I've been a guest on maybe, I don't know, like 250 podcasts now. And, dude, I, I've never like you're in top five most unique podcasts I've ever been on. And so, dude, the reality is that if you continue to do what you're doing, dude, you're going to blow up 100%. And wow. the reality is, is that, yeah, it is that one piece of content that blows up. But also it's like, you know, sometimes like, dude, you just got to – sometimes it's like you got to put in the work for like five years and then yeah. all of a sudden everyone discovers you. Yeah. And that's like that's like what it's all about, man. And And like I remember when I was starting off on my journey – you know, I would look up at all these people like Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss and all these people. And it's like, dude, yo, they've literally been grinding for like 15 years, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like in this or they've been grinding in a different way. And so um, that's the biggest thing to keep in mind. And then also, like, just keep in mind that there are people out there who have 10 million followers and they're depressed. And so, like, everyone's got everyone's got a, a pro and a con. Exactly. Um, and there's people out there there's people out there who have like 10 million followers and they're like yo my my videos aren't getting enough likes and that makes them depressed like i know a lot of them and i'm not i'm not trying to belittle them or anything but it's a very real problem for sure and so the reality is is that it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work to even sustain that and even be at that level but yeah. at the end of the day i think that what the most important thing is that you're you yeah. right and i think a lot of people like they end up doing these things that they feel like are like the hot trend in the moment. They do these things and like try they try to like go go viral, even though it's not really true to themselves. Yeah, but I think the most important thing is if you're able to be true to yourself and you're authentic and you actually enjoy what yeah. you're doing, then you're not going to mind do you know doing this for like the next five years without, you know, crazy, 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 you know, life-changing results yet. And then you do get to that level. And then you also think, like, at the same time, how many people are out there who grind for like a year and a half, two years, and then they quit yeah. when like six months later or a year later, obviously things happen in life. You can never judge people by, you know, then they would have blown up. And so that's the yeah. biggest thing that I keep in mind. It's like, as long as I'm doing me and I actually enjoy what I'm doing and I'm authentic and I feel like it's important and meaningful like in this world that I'm going to keep doing it. I don't even care about like the results. You know, for me, it's like more of like an intrinsic thing yeah. um, for the most part. So I think it's like pulling, and kind of like keeping all those perspectives in mind.
0: Oh, dude, 100%. And, you know, what gives you energy? Like for me, like I look forward to Tuesday so much. Like I'm I'm in the middle of my day right now. Like if my, my coworkers and managers are watching, like <laughs> I go to like right after this, but I look forward to Tuesdays because this stuff gives me energy, like having conversations, learning um being if you haven't known i like the camera i like performing i like all that stuff so like when i get a chance to present and do things like this it gives me so much joy and even on the days where it's like oh where were all the viewers like where were all the likes Or where it was like at least i had the conversation and you know and i was able to get that energy out i was able to learn from folks um dude if you don't mind can you read elia's comment? mark the the big yeah
1: yeah, yeah, I was actually just – I was just reading it right now actually. That's funny you say that. Mark told the biggest truth. Outside of social media, we are the same unknown person. Social media makes our work steps uh, more visible, keeping us accountable in the spotlight. But in the end, what you do outside the screen is what matters. And that's the truth. And and, and like the reality is is that um, we're now living in like this really weird world of 2020 where like these worlds are both colliding they're both merging. And so I think it's like a a really interesting like reality that no, I don't think any of us expected. I think we probably expected it in the future, but because of COVID, I feel like it's accelerated that and, and different, you know, people who are quarantined and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's super interesting, but I think this is going to be one of the biggest like conversations moving forward of like, how do we bridge virtual and then our real life and, and kind of do that in an authentic way. And I would even say too, is that, what I'm talking about is a skill. Like I don't, I don't think the ability to know how to authentically communicate yourself, I don't think that's natural. Um, and I mean online. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are very authentic yeah. In real life, sometimes, yeah, but they struggle with like using this whole digital yeah. social media stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a real skill I think, and so it's going to be super interesting to see like like how this conversation unfolds because it's super important for like our psychology, our mental health, for for politics, for conversations, for you know what I mean. And so it's going to be super interesting to see what happens.
0: Hundred percent. You guys heard it here. If anybody's looking for a new business idea or consulting idea. Translating your ability to storytell and connect and realize on digital, that's a world under the zone. So, if you're looking for something to do, we <laughs> didn't get you any ideas. Just send us the royalty checks when you're done. Seriously, I'll- I was thinking about that. <laughs> right before this,
1: I was literally, I'm not even joking. Right before us, when you were dancing, I was literally thinking, like, the next billion dollar idea is someone who invents, like, some crazy AI that knows how to flawlessly translate technology, um, social, sk- not social skills, but social media skills into just like, hey, do this about that. Yeah. And like, take, you know what I mean? And so I don't know what that'll look like, but that's it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, see, all right. We have a timestamp on December 15th. It was said here first. So if anything comes out of this, you know where it started. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm going to ask you a random question. Um, yeah. Folks, if you guys have questions, Uh, for Mark. Please type them in the chat. We want this to be engaging. We thank you so much for your comments, for your applause. Uh, Mark, what was the last thing that made you laugh until your stomach hurt?
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Um, The last thing that made me laugh uh, the last thing that made me laugh until my stomach hurt was over the weekend I was visiting my niece who's like a toddler. She's like a a year and three months old. And um... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: so we're at a restaurant, right? And we're in the waiting room and she's sitting in the carriage and my sister, her mom, she gives her like the milk bottle yeah. and she starts drinking it, and she's like drinking it, and she's like looking around. And my dad, who, you know, is like a, he's like a, like a 60, like three-year-old guy <laughs> yeah. is standing right next to her. And she is drinking the milk in one hand. And the other hand, she's got her hand out. And next thing you know, she just starts slapping my dad's butt. And she's just like doing it. <laughs> and we're all waiting. And there's like people behind us. And then I'm just starting dying of laughter. And my niece is just like slapping. My dad's like trying to act calm. And we're all just like dying. And she's just like slapping. And she's like drinking her milk.
0: <laughs> it's the funniest thing that I've
1: literally ever seen in my entire life.
0: <laughs> Kids don't care, bro. Like, they don't. They're just going to live their best life. Like, it doesn't matter who or what. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get these bus back. What? Who wants it? Who wants it? She did it for like
1: five minutes, man. And that's I love I love kids. Literally, literally like I maybe like okay, maybe like realistically, like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes realistically. Yeah. And we're just like standing around there, it's crowded, we can't move social distancing, all this stuff. Yeah. And he's just my dad's just standing there, he's just taking it, I guess.
0: It's so funny, it's dying. What can you do? What can you do? All right, man. So we're gonna we're coming up to the bottom of our time. I want to ask you one question that um one question that we like to ask. So I'm trying to build this brand around you know meaningful work and just the exploration of meaningful work. I don't tout myself as an expert or have it all figured out, but I want to document my journey on figuring out what is meaningful work and how do you apply it practically, whether you're an employee, you are an entrepreneur, or simply just an enthusiast, right? About and about something. What is meaningful work? How do you apply its principles to the activities that you do? So. Um, what, if I were to ask you, how would you personally define meaningful work?
1: Yeah. So, so I would define it by, um, uh, a friend of mine who's like a CEO of like, a like a multi hundred million dollar company, very successful, has like hundreds of employees. He told me the biggest thing that is so important is that people aren't, aren't being real with themselves. Hmm. And what he means is like, there's, again, I'm not trying to like call anybody out or make fun of people could do whatever right. they want, but yeah there's a lot of people out there who like work at these startups, work at these companies and, and like, that's, that's what they're doing and their work doesn't necessarily make the world a better place. Maybe it does a little bit. And I feel like, um, like there's just a lot of slogans. There's just like a lot of like fake values of like, yo, we're changing the world. And I feel like deep down people know that's either real or not. Mm-hmm. And so what my friend told me is like, if you want to do purposeful, meaningful work in the world, it has to be legitimately purposeful in the world. It has to genuinely like improve the lives of people based on your definition, based on your standards. Yeah. Or your company has to be directly contributing towards a meaningful cause, has mm. some sort of meaning that you know their employees can volunteer or do something that yeah. is actually legitimate and just be real with ourselves. And so I think that's the biggest thing. And honestly, for me, like I remember. Uh, like going through college and um, and like taking all these classes and, I, and like I would literally be in these classrooms and I would literally be like I'm not doing anything useful with my life or I would be interning at some company and I would like literally feel like my my skin was like rotting away and I just find out that I'm just someone who's super sensitive. It's like if I'm not doing meaningful work, I'm extremely depressed and so the reality is is that you have to be real with yourself yeah. And, and, and once you are real with yourself, then you find out an answer. Then you're like, okay, I keep doing this. Maybe I can, you know, come up with some sort of initiative at my company. If this isn't already happening, you know, trying to get creative about it and trying to actually take it seriously and, and find some meaningful way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I think like number two is, is like also realizing, like if you don't, if you don't, if you find yourself, not doing purposeful work in your company is not about that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's fine, um, And but you are that kind of person, then you need to start developing some kind of a plan to join a company or do your own thing that where you lie. can be meaningful and purposeful because the reality is is that, you know, there's a lot of people who are out there um, who, who, who unfortunately don't do this and maybe they find meaning in other areas of their lives. But I know personally for me, like my work is a big part of my life. And I know for me, um, it has to be kind of aligned with Mm -hmm. what I do. Um, and then, and then the the other thing that I'd say real quick to that is I would just say, make sure, like, make sure you're taking care of your, your mental health and yourself, because I've met a lot of people and myself included, where I've been in a situation where the work that I was doing was actually meaningful, but I wasn't able to feel it. Mm. Because I had my sort of own issues here. And and maybe there are issues with like a, you know, like a toxic workplace, the boss, something like that. Um, But I think that's also a, a really important thing because I think there's people out there who are doing meaningful work. Yeah. But they're also struggling in a lot of different ways as well on the flip side kind of more internally. And so I think it's about being honest with yourself and, like, the real world of, like, what you're actually doing but then also reflecting within yourself and yeah. making sure that that you're good as well and you're yeah. actually like present in your life. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of us who are – living our lives we could we could actually be doing meaningful work but we're not present actually doing yeah. it our brain is somewhere else we're thinking about something else and the next thing we know it's like the end of the day and yeah. we're not even in touch with what we're doing even though yeah. we're doing it and yeah. so that's the biggest thing that I would say if that makes sense
0: dude the my, the favorite thing that I that I that I heard in what you just said that I haven't heard before this is the first time I've heard it and I think it's very significant is that your personal situation like your mentality your you know thoughts perceptions whatever about yourself can block the meaningful work that you're doing I've never heard that before like if you are in a state of you know uh, you know you know you know accepting lies about yourself or you know mm-hmm. scared about the future or worried about so many different things like that's a cloud that's a wall that blocks the meaningful work that you may be doing and so it's not just about so i love that perspective that it's yes you got to look externally and say hey what activities what are my activities contributing to right what or is my organization actually contributing to and am i actually involved in that type of stuff but also looking inside and saying if i am am i seeing it like am i actually um you know have the lens to see that and that's where again that mental health um conversation is so 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 important um dude we have gone over time, but I want to take this question. Ilya has a really good question. If you can ring us out with this, um, I'd like to bring my message to TED. What would you recommend?
1: You'd like to bring your message to TED. What would you recommend? Um, like a TED Talk? Yeah, like TED Talk. <laughs> I know what you mean. TEDx. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean. So I remember from my TEDx. Um, I just got invited because I just posted a video on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and so I think – I don't know anything about you, Leah. Maybe we can connect or something. But I think the most important thing is that um, – like I think it's about representing yourself, putting putting what you want to be hired or, or, or brought on for uh, out there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean there's always like TEDx. Like, I mean I think there's like virtual events now and maybe just like search for that, apply for it. I'm not sure to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: I know I've applied to a few, and one of the big things that they have shared just in the in the coaching for it, if you aren't just kind of invited to hey, hey, come and chat, is the idea, like the originally evidence. So doing a lot of oh, yeah. research on, hey, this is what I want to talk about. So if I want to talk about, let's just say example, LinkedIn coaching. That's the topic. You know, your idea has to be so crispy, like so palpable. Um oh, and yeah. unique. Um, and be able to communicate it in a way that's not out there because um, they need, that's what they're looking for is those sticky ideas. So you iterate it, iterate it, iterate, send it out, send it out, like research, research, and really fine tune it to something that is crazily, distinctly, you know, different. Um, I think is a first step. And then just being able to articulate it in a short, concise way. And then find local things. Like they have universities that have TEDx, You know conferences and build relationships with the folks that you know that help manage those things and um and then just be consistent right it's not just one application you just kind of keep going out there and putting yourself out there similar to what you were talking about mark you know how you represent yourself they see content and they're able to do research on social media and find out what you're talking about um i think that lends itself um to to finding success in that area um, thank you so much for your question Elia um, thank you so much for the I love the interaction um Sharon and Elia um, as far as you know supporting each other storytelling breaks up the presentation um yes and it injects humor if you're able to storytell, I think that is where uh, I said storytelling is a skill everybody should develop in 2021 absolutely truth. absolutely truth preach gospel church so I think that is uh that is good so. Dude, we're going to close out. How can folks find you? How can folks find you? Dude, best place
1: is my website, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y.com. People okay. can check out my podcast. Uh, I'm an author of a book called Screw Being Shy. People can check it out. Add yeah. me on LinkedIn. Follow me on Twitter. Tweet at me. Hit me up. Email me. And um, I'll see you guys on the inside. Tim, yeah. dude, I appreciate you, bro. You're, you're crushing it, man. I can't wait to, to, to be back on your show in a few years.
0: Bro, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. Guys, it's been the Late Afternoon Show. We're going to vibe out. Thank you so much for joining us. Our season finale is next week. We got one more powerhouse guest next week, and we're going to wrap up season one of the Late Afternoon Show and jumping on next year for season two. It's going to be crazy. You ain't ready for season two. Y'all ain't ready for season two. So we out. Hey, Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim. At Mr Again, that is Tim at Mr Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on another edition of the late afternoon show. with the rest of your crew. brown eyes